Well, it's great to see everybody. How many people enjoying the summer so far? All right, that's good. Sometimes a little, a little too hot, maybe some days. What do you think? You know, hot enough, too hot, you know, kind of get a good with the flow. And that's going to kind of roll into our, our whole text that we got here. Today, we're going to be primarily uh, in our Bibles in Ecclesiastes 3.1. I'm going to read that and we'll jump on in. It says, for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Amen. And I, I thought about this this week over and over and over, different phone calls and different things that God was just showing me. And, and, and the title of our message is What's Next? And I thought about that and I said, you know, have you ever asked your, your, yourself that question? What's next? And, and the way the tone of that, how many know tone and what you say has a lot to do with it? Amen. That's why people get into arguments over text messages. Right. I say that all the time. So if you get something from me and I go, hey, your hair looks great or hey, your car really looks shiny. I'm not saying, man, your hair really looks great or her hair really looks great. Your car looks shiny like that. Take it as a positive. So when in doubt, default to the positive. How about that when you get something like that? Total side note, not in the notes, okay? But you know what? We want to look for the best in each other, amen? Well, getting back to uh, what the Lord was showing me this week, when you think about what's next, it's all about the tone in which, which you speak it or what you think it even as far as that goes. And I thought about that. In some stages of our life, if we're going through a tough situation, and, and we might say, what's next, right? Or, you know, you're almost dreading what's going on. Oh, what's next, man? What in the world's coming up next? Or if you feel like you're doing all right in the situation, you go, man, what's next? I got it. Bring it on, right? So it all depends where you are in that situation, how you frame that question, isn't it? And I said, but regardless of, of how, how we're going through this or where we're at in the situation, it's, you know, how we approach what's next. You know, how do we approach what, what's next in our life? Are we going to dread it? Are we going to look forward to it? Are we going to embrace it? What's going on? So I hope today through God's word, we can take a look at just peeling back some of the, the things that uh, through the world. So we get a fresh look at God through his word. Amen. How many know that's the best way to get a good picture of God? Look to his son. Look to the word. That's the only way we're going to see it. Right. So that's what we want to do. I said, but regardless of how you approach what's next, it has to do about where you are now. Right. Where you are now. How many are glad that they're not where they used to be? How many glad when they can just move on from where they are now to the next level or next thing? Right? Hey, that's so true. And I, and I wrote this. I said, you know, when I was thinking about this, everything has a season in its life. And a lot of times when you think about that, it's just a season like, oh, you got to cut everything off and you're moving on. No, I think we just need to embrace some of the things that are already there for us. Amen. And so I was looking at it. I said, you know, it's already the end of July. Right. And everybody is going back to school. Go, no, don't say that. Right. I know that happens in my house. And I said, but do you remember in the beginning of the year when I said, hey, what are we going to do to grow deeper in our relationship with the Lord? You know, and, and, you know, even if you weren't here, that might be some things different times of year. You kind of do a little evaluation. Say, what, what can I do? What, what, what's going on here? And so I'm going to ask you a question. You ain't got to raise your hand or anything. I just want you to kind of just think about this. Uh, how many feel like they're making some headway in that? Are we growing our relationship with the Lord? Are we, we setting in some some things that we uh said in our corner, I've been really tongue-tied today. Oh, let's start again. What I want to say is this. You know, we a plan is great. Just like Tanya, she didn't even know I was going to talk about this. She said, it's great to have these ideas, but if we don't implement them, they don't do very good. And so today, I hope as we look at things, that we can implement what God shows us today in our life. Put some feet uh, and faith to the things that God has shown us. And I said, you know, do I feel like I'm moving forward or, or do I feel like I'm moving backwards? And I said, what about other areas of your life? Not just in the area of, of your relationship with the Lord, which is first, but other areas in our life. 
Because we can talk a good fishing story and never get on the boat. Amen. Right, Sonny? Right? <laughs> you know? And, and that, that happens a lot. I said, but it's always good to do a little evaluation to see where we're heading. So that's where we're going to start out first, right? Everybody doing good? You got your sheets? So the first question I had, I was like, well, where am I? Where am I? Let's take a look at this. I said, it's good to evaluate. I said, it's a good thing to access our lives from time to time. Now, I don't mean beat yourself up and go, man, I should have done this. I should have saved more. I should have lost weight. I should have went to Bible study. That's not what I'm talking about. And I don't mean get all prideful for the accomplishments that you made either, okay? But what I'm really talking about here, what is God showing you during this season of your life? Right here today. You know, that's one of the things we always strive for to have a practical application of what God's showing us right here, right now, today, so that you can apply the truth of God's word right here, right now, today, and show how it's relevant to what was going on in past times in the Bible, but God's word is active and alive, amen? So when he spoke his word years ago, it has the same power now. It's life-changing. His word is life, amen? So what are we speaking? Are we speaking his word? Are we speaking our word? A lot of times a little negative every now and then, amen? I pray that we're speaking the word of God. Well, let's take a look at this. So we need to evaluate from time to time and see what's going on, but pick the positive out of that. And if we need to make course corrections, let's do it. But you know what? You can want to start a lot of things. You, can, you know, I go on a diet like every Monday. Amen. I mean, I do. I'm good until like lunchtime. <laughs> I really am. I mean, I can start out like, man, I got my vitamins. I've got this. Everything's good. And then the guy said, where do you want to go for lunch? I go, oh, I don't know. And, and Jesse already said, can we go to Tapanyaki today? I'm thinking, boy, that's a buffet. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So anyway, those things, I'm just talking on, on regular things, you know. And so many times we say, oh, we're going to cut the grass. We're going to do this. And it, what I'm saying is we can get complacent and tomorrow's still coming. So what I'm saying now, we never drift on course. We have to be assertive and, and, and looking and dedicated to what's going on. Amen. So let's take a little bit. Are you devoted to your call? You said, well, what do you mean? I said, as you read the word of God and you see the, the example set before you, uh, do you consider yourself a vibrant believer in Christ? You know, I'm thinking about it. No, no hands raising, no self-evaluation. Would I consider myself a vibrant believer in Christ? And what would I use to measure that? As we've been studying on Tuesday nights for the last, I don't know, so many months, when you start looking through the Old Testament, see the Old Testament saints and what they gave up and what they did and how they were plugged in, it's amazing. It's almost embarrassing to me sometimes in my walk in my life. When I look that they, you know, folks would walk for miles to go to church. We got brand new vehicles and we go, you mean 10 o'clock on Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I'm not stepping on no toes. I'm just saying I've been there too. What do we always say? If you miss one week at church, it's easy to miss two. And if you miss two, well, why go, right? That's what our brain says, but that's not what our heart says. How many people like to eat? You can tell I do, right? You don't, you don't skip a meal, do you? I don't. Sometimes I should. I skip over. What I used to do is skip over the meal and get the dessert. That way, you make sure you had enough room to eat it, right? And then you come back to the main course. Am I the only one that does that? All right, Miss Robin, thank you. I thought I was the only one. But, you know, so are we dedicated and devoted to the call that God's given us? And I said, really, what would be your definition of a vibrant Christian? Somebody might say, well, uh, my neighbor goes to church all the time. Well, that's not what I'm asking you. I didn't ask about the attendance. Right. Um, what else would they say? Well, I, I see them pray over their food. I didn't ask you about praying over your food. I'm asking you about your walk with Jesus. Amen. I, I love sharing Jesus. If, if, if you're hanging out with me for a little while, you're going to hear about Jesus. Right. 
Even if I had to wait till you get on the weight machine, like my buddy in the back and start talking to him about Jesus. Hey, what's going on? Hey, got him right where I want him now. I got to talk to him about Jesus, right? And what I do when I'm lifting weights at the gym, I'll definitely talk about Jesus because I might not get it off my chest. <laughs> I want to make sure somebody's around there. But what I'm saying is when we share our faith and in, 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 uh, just our relationship, it shouldn't just be on Sundays. It shouldn't just be in certain situations. Is you walk with the Lord a lifestyle? That's what I'm asking. And if it's not, make adjustments today and just start filling that cup up a little at a time. Now, look, we all know we missed the mark. Put my hand up, foot up, and everything else. But let me tell you, God will let you start over. Amen? How many love the grace of God? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say that again. Somebody didn't hear what I said. How many love the grace of God? All right. I was wondering. I was going to say, man, I, I, I can't make it without it. You know? I would never even walk this way up here to this part without the grace of God. And I'm going to tell you, God is good all the time. Even when our situation doesn't look like the best. Amen? Never minimizing what you're going through, but I always want to point to Christ and maximize what he said he'll do, what he's doing, and what he's called us to do. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. So, one of the things in evaluating myself, I said, well, what am I learning? What are you learning? What do you mean, buddy? What are you learning? I said, in every season of life, good, bad, or other, God is molding us and teaching us for the big picture things. I said, is he showing you grace and mercy? Are you showing it to others? I said, we can count our blessings, right? Or do we count our blessings? Are we blessing others as we go along? I said, life is about learning, growing, walking in the transformation of Christ. Our life should look different than it used to. Amen? That doesn't mean we've got it all together. That doesn't mean we never missed the mark. However, we should be striving to be more like Christ. Amen? And really, when we're in love with Christ, it almost should become effortless. Did you hear what I said? That, that, really, it should. Because if, if, if you love somebody, it shouldn't be a chore to spend time with them. Amen? It shouldn't be a chore to share about them. Man, it's amazing when somebody gets a new boyfriend or girlfriend or something like that. That's all you hear. I don't know if my mother-in-law remembers this. But when me and Denise started dating, now this is a long time ago. I thought about this. I think about a lot of things, man, when I'm working on this message. This is when y'all lived in the old house going way, way back. And my mother-in-law said, if I hear the word buddy again, I think I'm going to pop. Because Denise said, buddy, 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 And sometimes she still goes dead. But it's more like buddy, 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 after 20 years. <laughs> All right, yeah. And it's something, I was watching a guy, a, 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 a comedian, and he was talking about, he's about my age, right? And, and he said his kids had moved out. He said, man, he thought that was going to be great. He said, but man, when my kids left, there's nobody to blame stuff on. It's all me. You know, so you got to stay as long as you want at my house. <laughs> I don't care. Because, you know, you just can't say, I think it was Jesse. It was Thomas, you know. And I learned that lesson real, real early. Me and my sister are six years difference in age. And I remember when she went off to college. And my mom said, who left that door open? I said, I think it was Donna. She said, well, she must have did it back in the summer because she'd been gone. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, that's not good. You know? So sometimes there's some accountability, right? So as we walk and grow, what are we learning? I pray that we're learning that our God loves us. I pray that we're learning that God's word is true. I'm praying that you, you, you're learning that your church family loves you. I'm praying that you're learning that prayer is a priority and it's powerful. Amen. And the peace of God, I got something on this in a little bit. I don't want to jump out and shoot too much, but the peace of God is amazing. And you know what? So many times, I think that's what people are just really looking for. They hear about it, but they don't experience. 
the peace, the love, the grace. And you know, God's so good, he chose us to be those containers of grace to share it with other people. Amen? Love to share about what God's doing with us. Keep on going. So what are we learning? What's next? You're going to hear that. You're going to, you guys are going to ask you when you get back to church, went back to uh, uh, work Monday, what was church about? They're going to, what's next? What's next? You're going to hear, I want to drive that home. I said, this is only a question you can answer for yourself. I said, for some, which might be salvation. It might be forgiveness, turning back to God or pressing in and pressing on. But before you fill in the blank too quick, let me ask you this. Where is God in this season of your life? Where is God in this season of your life? Everybody doing all right? Say amen. amen. All right. So let's talk about where is God? How many know it's good to do a little calibration, a little check your foundation every now and then? You know, you do a tune-up on your car, right? You go to a doctor for checkup. At least one or two of y'all do, right? How many just wait till something falls off before you go? Yeah. And I got to say this, right? I, I went to, I got to just throw this in there because I, I want y'all to identify with Pastor Bud here. I went and had some blood work done in uh, December. And the, and the blood work came back and this is up and this is down and this is all this stuff. I said, something must be wrong. That's <laughs> what I tell you. I said, you need to do that again. He said, Okay. So we did it again and it was worse. So that's when I started going to the gym. So I started doing a few things and looking around and cut back a little bit, lose a little weight, gain a little weight, doing all this stuff, taking vitamins and everything else. And so he calls and says, hey, man, I've been looking at this stuff and uh, you need to take this particular medicine for your thyroid gland or whatever. I said, okay. I ain't taking that stuff, right? That's what I'm thinking. If you take your medicine, it's all right because I read the fine print. So I get the medicine, I get it filled, and I looked at it and I said, I know they got a list, everything, just in case it happens. And it said my hair would fall out. It said I would be depressed. You don't want to see this thing uncovered, man. Let me tell you, I got not bumped. Hey, I tell you what, I always see this. Said, hey, if I was in a library, a blind man would try to read my head. He would go like this, like this. Hey, what's going on with that thing? So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I go, I don't think I'm ready. I'm not, I'm not ready to, to do that. And I have nothing against medicine except this particular one because it didn't, it didn't really sound good. I, I was going to be depressed. I was going to lose my memory. My throat was going to be sore most of the time. I'm thinking, I don't even have that now. You know, I said, we, we got to try something different here. And, you know, so that, that will always keep you close to God sometimes. I? I said, Lord, this, this ain't good. So anyway, uh, he said, I want you to come back in about three months. So what I do? I went last week. Right. <laughs> Seven months later. Right. I'm just telling you these things because sometimes, you know what? We're hard headed, aren't we? We are. But what I was trying to do, I was trying to fix it. I was trying to do this and all these things. And so I went back and, and I thought about this because I, I thought, you know what? That's what people do when I talk to them a lot of times. People say, this is what's going on in my life. And I said, hey, man, have you tried this? Have you done this? What about this? And they go off and they come back and they go, man, this is not working. And I go, did you try this? And you go, try that? And you try this? And they go, no. And I thought this was a real learning lesson for me. Because my doctor said, how's that medicine going? I said, I don't know. I ain't using it. He said, oh. He said, uh, well, what about uh, something else that I asked you to do? I said, uh. now I, I got on the internet <laughs> and I read such and such. So, so I decided to do this. And you know what he said? He is such a nice guy. He goes, well, it's really good seeing you. What do you want? <laughs> Because obviously you're not going to take my advice. And I thought, can we take another blood test? 
And I actually, I had to pray about it. And they checked the blood test and things were a little bit better. He says, well, let's keep on monitoring this and see what's going on. The reason I bring all that up is because, you know, a lot of times we get a little hard-headed, don't we? And, and a lot of times we'll ask for help, but we won't take it. Right? And, and, and here's somebody saying, hey, look, you know, I think this is probably a good plan. You know, and I, and I don't have any problem with that. Uh, we probably should get some second opinions, everything else. But I just couldn't come to that point where I said, yeah, that's what I need to do. See, sometimes there's things in our life that we, we don't want to do because we're not at that point. Right? And that doesn't mean a bad thing. It could be, you know, hey, maybe we need to try this. Maybe we try that. But today, and this is not even in the notes. I'm just saying, where is God in all this? I pray when we're, we're making these decisions that we put God in it. And let me tell you, I did seek the Lord about that. And I thought, Lord, you know what? I want to pray about this. And I want to do some things that are natural here. And, and I'm going to trust you for the, for the outcome. And that's what we're going to do. That's what I was going to do in that situation. So we need to check our foundation all the time. Because guess what? That's our building block in life. Amen? I said, if you're building anything, you need to have a firm foundation. Amen? You got to have it. I said, in the book of Isaiah, the prophet speaks of the foundational stone and the precious cornerstone. Let me give you some word on that. All right? Christ the cornerstone. It says, uh, whoo, what was that? It says, uh, Isaiah 28, 16. So this is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I lay a stone in Zion, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. Jesus Christ is our cornerstone of everything we believe. Amen. We set it right there and move forward from his foundation. Right. I said, the one who relies on it will never be stricken or panic. Amen. Man, I said, Jesus is the foundation in which we build our life upon. I said, unfortunately, many people build their life on a flimsy uh, basis of their own success or what they have or what they believe. Amen. You know, trusting in self is what I'm getting at there. I said, but you know what? As we listen, ever since the world began, I said, there have been kings, there have been governments, and there have been empires which have come and gone. I said, but the only king... Uh, who still is reigning is that of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came, he died, he paid the price for us. He sits at the right-hand side of God. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And I, and I said, let's go back and look at that scripture again. I said, he is the sure foundation. And if we rely on him, we will never be stricken with panic. Or you could say fear. Now, this is what the Lord was showing me. I, I said, well, well, fear, what's the opposite of fear? Immediately, what came to my mind was peace, Amen. Let's take a look at this. And as I was writing that down, you know how I love would just break out words. And, and, and I said, Lord, you know, how do I how do I even talk about your peace? How do I find words to do to, to put put things in uh, about your peace? And this is what he gave me. P.E.A.C.E. -E, perfectly enabled after Christ's encounter. I said, now, that's cool. See, what do you mean by that, buddy? This is my definition right here. That, that this is my own personal definition. That I felt that the Lord spoke to me. I said, his spirit dwells in every believer. When we have an encounter with Christ and he enables us, when we ask the Lord to come into our life, we're sealed with the spirit. Amen. That means we didn't get like a Holy Spirit junior. We didn't get Holy Spirit 0 0.5, 1.6, 3.0, whatever. We got the full measure of God living in us. And, and I had a few things in here I just wanted to put down. I said, you know, faith is a throttle that controls the flow of Christ through you. Your faith in him, what you believe about him controls a lot about what you experience in by him, through him, in you, and, and out to others. Amen. Because if I, I can just keep it right here and head nodded to go, yeah, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But when I trust God, guess what? I step out and I start seeing God moving and I start 
hooking up my faith on what he said he would do. And guess what? We start seeing results. Amen. We got to speak his word. We got to stand on his word. Amen. Let's keep looking at this thing here. I said, we're never alone. I said, we are equipped for greatness. We have a call and a mandate to proclaim the gospel. We have authority. We have grace. We have power. And we have Christ himself. Amen. Got time for a little story? I was thinking about this, man. You know, I love speaking and preaching. And God was so gracious. You know, first, he gets me saved on a street corner on Halloween night. Then he enters me out and I play guitar a little bit. Then I play some more guitar. Then I play a little bit more guitar. And then I do a little street ministry. And then I'm talking to people about Jesus all the time. And people say, well, when are you going to be preaching? I said, I ain't preaching. Hey, like, I ain't preaching. <laughs> He'll call anybody, won't he? And so time goes by. And then I find that I'm talking more about God than I'm playing music. And I love playing guitar. And I'm seeing some more doors open. And every now and then they say, hey, would you, would you come preach? And I thought about this. I don't know why this popped in my mind. I thought about uh, when we went to Rusty's church. This is way back before we started church here. And we went. And I get a little excited. Have you ever noticed that? And when you get excited, your mouth gets dry. Right? That's why I always chew gum. Because I had to switch over. Because I used to put candy in my mouth. Well, I was preaching one Sunday. And I thought, man, they are really, they're really listening. But what was happening was, all that candy was stuck around my mouth. And they were going, I think he needs a shot, right? <laughs> and so then, I was like, why didn't y'all tell me? And so we had all these little hand signals, right? So this means, check your nose, right? This means we can't hear you, right? Y'all don't do this, you'll mess me up. And then, then you have to do this. So if I look at Miss Tanya, she's going like, yeah. I mean, candy's on my mouth, right? So then, she does it, oh, wait till I get this. So I said, you know, that's kind of obvious if I do that. So I'll just be real cool. I'll just go like this. <laughs> yeah, well, praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> right? And that's exactly what people were doing. I'm going, well, that's not going to work. So I got a water bottle, right? And what does everybody know? Amen. Got them trained. Every time I get a drink, because I panic when there's dead space, you know? <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. Right? Where's God? He's right in the center of this. I know that God must have a great time with his children. He's probably going to look at this. Y'all listening later on online, you missed out. But man, so, and, and see, now I know what's going to happen. Every time I look at y'all, you're going to be going like this and going like this. And I'm going to go, what? <laughs> Don't do that. My sister-in-law is like, yes, I will. Oh, man, I just got to thinking about all those things, man. And But, you know, I wasn't in perfect peace. I was not in perfect peace. peace. And then I said, well, I'll get some different candy, right? So I got some different candy. It was blue. I look like I ate the piece out of the Tidy Bowl commercial. You know, that's not good. I'm like, this is not good, right? You know, why am I telling you all this? Because you know what? I suck you. Hey, you know what? <laughs> You're going to go, you know, wow. Yeah, really? But y'all will remember that point, won't you? Where's God? He's right in the center of everything we're doing. But you know what? And I look back at this and I said, man, the one who relies on him will not be stricken with panic. See, I was still relying on myself. And see, a lot of times we got to get ourselves out of the way so that God can shine through, amen? That's something else. And you know, hey, we want to do good. We want to be prepared. 
Y'all know I preach to the couch every Saturday night. I want to make sure that I can do the very best. I want to be listening to what God's saying. And sometimes we don't even go by this. You know, we go, it's an outline. And if God's moving, we're going to go with where God is because that's where I want to be. I want to be in the center of what God, God's doing. And you know what? If I have to be silly to get your attention, I will. But that doesn't mean that uh, what I'm telling you is not important. I, want, I said, Lord, use me in any way to get the message across. Get, get it across any way you can through my life. So do we have peace? Well, you know what? Perfectly enabled after Christ's encounter. A lot of times we're not encountering Christ because you know what? We're just doing our own thing. And I pray today as we evaluate what's going on in our life and we check our foundation, I pray that we know right where we are, right where God is and what God's doing. Amen. Let's take a look at this next little piece here. I said, where is God? Everywhere you go. And I said, you know what? We're never alone. We're equipped for greatness and all this. And I, and I went on to say this. I said, you know what? I said, the question is not that uh, where you are, because we know that now. And where God is, we know that now. He's always with us. But where are you going? And that song was right on, on, on time that was picked. Where are you going? You know what? If you're a blood-bought believer, if you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he is, he's not going to leave you. He's, he's there with you. Amen. And we carry God into every situation. Do you ever think about that? Think about that this week. You carry God with you as a believer in every situation. Some blushing right now. Some are going, oh, but some are being encouraged. And I pray that you're encouraged because sometimes when we walk into a situation, we go, I just, I just can't, I can't handle this. Well, you're probably right, but he can. So remember that God is with you in every situation. I heard some testimonies this week. Maybe we'll get to share some on the end. Amen. <laughs> That's my child. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. You know, i tell you what. It, it, you know, that's the great thing that we get to do here. You know, we, we really live life, don't we? Nobody's all uptight and all this, that, and everything else. Just answer the phone and tell them, come on, we still got 30 minutes. <laughs> but you know what? What I want you to see here is. That we carry God with us everywhere we go. We are equipped for greatness. Amen. Do you feel like you're equipped for greatness? Sometimes maybe yes. Sometimes maybe no. But you know how, how we remind ourselves of that? Reading the word of God. Speaking the word of God. Teaching the word of God. Standing on the promises of God. Amen. Because that's what's going on in our life. If we dare to step into it. I'm going to read this again. I put this down last night. I said faith is a throttle that controls the flow of Christ through you. And I said God's willing. Let's go back to the statement I said a little while ago. You didn't get partially saved. People are not partially pregnant. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get partially saved. I'm going to say it again. You did not, you did not get Holy Spirit 1.5, 2.0, waiting for the next you know, revision. You got the fullness of God living in you when you called on the name of Jesus. Amen. And all authority and power has been given to Christ. And he says, go therefore and make disciples. Think about that. That's why I want to tell people about Jesus. Because you know what? At the end of the day, right? How many, oh, let me ask you this. Tim, Tim had this, uh, we had this conversation. And Tim said that he had read something. See if I'm right on this, Tim. He said, after about two generations, people don't know you. How many people, that would be your great-grandparents, do you, do you even know your great-grandparents' name? You know, some may, some might, yeah. And, and usually it's the, the, the older, older, the senior folks. You see how I covered that? The senior folks, because family was a real big deal. Now, I'm not saying it's not now, but things get busy. See, as, and when I look back over time, family got together. 
Now you got to text your kid to tell him supper's ready. Amen. Yeah. I'm telling you. I, I, yeah. So look at that. If after two generations, they're not even going to know who I am. That's not that's not very good gas mileage, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sure what he said. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> but but, you know, if that's the case. How much more do we need to be diligent about the things that pay eternal dividends? Sharing Jesus Christ. Amen. Isn't that something? Now you what? I don't care if they know my name. I don't care anything about that or anything else. I hope they know that, that you know what? He's pointing to Jesus. I said this many, 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 many times. I said, man, when I take the last breath here, I hope I'm still pointing to Jesus. I said, don't put my name on. I don't care if they put my name on the marker. I said, put soul winner on there. Right? And they said, well, I wonder what he did. He was all about winning souls. God gets the glory for that. Not me. God gets the glory. Because I can't do anything on my own. But he only did what he saw the Father doing. Jesus was pointing people to his heavenly Father. Amen. I want to do that. Is that what you want to do? Is that what you want to do? Because that's what's going to last. Amen. And you know what? Sometimes it's a little tough. What keeps us from doing that sometimes? Sometimes it's like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. You know, I, I say this often. You might be the only Bible somebody sees. It might be just encouraging somebody. It might be taking over some biscuits to somebody's house. It might be picking up somebody's newspaper. You know, I don't know what it is, but I know this. When you do it through the lens of love, people are going to see it. People don't like plastic, right? You can have a lot of acquaintances. But my dad, you said, son, when you leave this place, if you had two or three good friends, you have been blessed. Amen. And I know I've been very blessed because I've got more than two or three friends I consider. Amen. And i got a great family. Amen. And guess what? We're a little disjointed sometimes. But that's okay. We just keep loving one another, keep walking, and keep going back, checking that foundation. Amen. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. We're going to keep on rolling through this thing. So where are we going with all this information? Where are we going with our walk, right? I'm going to blow through this thing right quick. I said, you know what? Will you communicate his message? See, are we really sold out to what's going on and, and, and the, um, what God has been sharing with us? I said, what would keep you from sharing the greatest truth? Some people are shy. Amen. I, I tell this from time to time. We've got some new folks in here. You are looking at a guy that doesn't look very shy. Do you? I mean, really. Not that shy anymore. From first grade to the time I graduated, I would get sick before school. Overloaded. Why? I have no idea. I was nervous. I didn't like it. I thought, oh my God, if they call me to read something, I'm going to die. That's what was going on in my life. But see, God will edge you out of you and put himself in place, right? When you, when you give him the proper place in your life. Amen? Do I still get nervous sometimes? Yeah, a little bit. But I get more excited than I get nervous because what I have to say could change somebody's life. But it's not so much what I'm saying, but it's when I'm letting the Lord flow through my life and you're letting the Lord flow through your life. You can make a difference for eternity. Not just a couple of decades. For eternity. Man, how many people want to leave a legacy, right? I want to leave a legacy. And I don't care about leaving a legacy where I bought somebody a library book. Or had a statue somewhere. I want to leave a legacy of Jesus Christ transforming lives and people's lives. That's what I'm talking about. I, it don't matter to me. 
See, where I work at during the day, people say, well, don't you want to do this? And don't you want to do this? And don't you want to do this? And then they work with me for a while. They go, he just wants to do a good job. But all he wants to do is talk about Jesus. Because let me tell you, I've seen a lot of great people I work with get laid off. I've seen a lot of people that I work with retire and things just keep going. The wheel keeps turning and everything else. And they probably made some impact. But the impact that I want to make through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I know God wants you to make and us to make as his body, is eternal dividends. How many people look at their portfolio? I don't even got a portfolio. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's a big word for saying how much money you got, right? You got to save a little bit. You got to put some over here and everything else. And so we try to do that. But the big picture is this. I want to invest in Christ. I want to invest in his love. His forgiveness, his grace. I want to share that because you know what? It's amazing. It's just amazing. Now, little side note, didn't know I was going to talk about that. Uh, my dad's birthday was the 25th a couple of days ago. He's been passed away three and a half years. Uh, and I'm not elevating my dad. I'm telling you about a life that can touch lives. That's all I'm telling you. And uh, my sister had some pictures up there, miss her dad and everything like that. I had a guy write me. He said, man, when I saw these pictures of your dad, you know what I thought about I said, what? He said, he made me a bicycle 40 years ago. He gave it to me. This man's 50 years old. And he's thinking about, somebody cared enough to make me a bike when I didn't have one. Isn't that something? Now, you know, that's pretty cool. But how much more would it be when people say, you know what? I went out with Captain Sonny and we did some fishing and all this stuff. But you know what? We laughed. We hung out, and you know what? He represented Christ to me. How about when Miss Robbins teaching somebody, and at the end of the lesson, they realize that she loves me and the Lord, whether I get them all right or all wrong. How about any of us? You know, Danny woodworking, doing stuff like that. Even, even his mom does some woodworking, right? You know, I think about every time I see your mom, she made me this little rooster thing that says Jesus. You know what? Priceless. Priceless. Because I see people making a difference. A step at a time. An investment at a time. I think one of the things that why we don't do it, we think it's too huge. Everything I just shared with you didn't cost a lot. But it's worth more than you can ever pay. It's your time. It's your love. It's saying, you know what? I'm going to represent Christ. You matter. You're worth it. You belong. That's what I just want to share. So when we communicate his message, see a lot of times we think communicating his message, I've got to preach all this and all that. You might be communicating his message by saying, you know what, I know you can do it. You know what, I was thinking about you today. I just sent you a text. Hey, you know what, I know you got a lot going for it, but I'm going to go ahead and, and I want to pray for you. You know? You can't outgive God. Let's take a look at this. I said, well, you demonstrate his love. And we just talked about that. I said, you know, a lot of times we just we just get wounded and we don't want to do anything else. We just say, hey, I want to say, keep this thing close to home. Dare to love and watch God take care of the rest. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I said, well, you cultivate an atmosphere of praise. What do you mean, buddy? Are you going to bring your shovel lip everywhere you go? Or are you going to bring the freshness of God's fruit of what he's doing? Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. See, a lot of times when you go into a situation, you're already dreading and everything. I got to go to work Monday. Got to go to work Monday. What would happen 
If you took the attitude and read some of God's word and prayed and said, you know what? God said, hey, you know what? I'm going to use you tomorrow. What? I'm going to use you tomorrow. And when the guy, when you come in, they go, what are you doing? You say, hey, man, I'm, I'm glad you're here. How you doing? How was your weekend? Well, what do they use? Same old stuff, different day. Well, man, isn't that something? Maybe you need a, maybe you need a change. Hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you God loves you. Keep on walking. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that just be amazing? Wouldn't it be amazing that today when you leave here, God uses you to impact somebody's life for eternity? Amen. You think he will? I know he will. Are you available? Let me keep on going with this. I'm going to give you a side note. I said, don't let the devil assassinate your God-given dreams. I'm going to share something right here. This right here, assassinate. Remember I told you you got a new guy working with me, right? Working with my buddy. And he believes what he believes, and I believe what I believe, and I'm just loving on him in the Lord. You know who helped me with this? You know who looked up all these things the other day when we were on break? My buddy. He said, that would be a good one. I didn't put him in the headlock to tell him about Jesus. I love him where he's at. And now he's helping me when I'm thinking. I said, what do you think about this? And I bounced something off him, and he's getting the word, see? I'm loving him right where he's at. Do you see what I'm saying here? He said, you know, too bad you can't use assassinate. I said, you know what, John 10, 10. Wow, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes so I have life in abundance. He said, yeah, use that one. You see what I'm saying? I could have said, well, I'm just going to not get involved. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it. Just living life and letting God live through us and impacting lives a little at a time. That makes all the difference in the world. God will use you, can use you, does use you, all right? Let's keep on going here, right? When you celebrate your freedom in Christ, that means anything goes, right? No. But will you celebrate what God's doing? How do you do that? You live in peace. You live in harmony, right? You live out of knowing that God loves you no matter what. You live knowing that, you know what? In him, I can do all things. You live out of that celebrating freedom, knowing that, you know what? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. How do you know that? Because I read his word, amen? I encourage you to read his word. Remember, let's go back to the calendar a little bit. In January, where were you at with your walk with Christ? It's July. We're going to be rolling into the end of summer before you know it. What have you done to grow in your relationship with the Lord? You have to make steps to grow in anything you do. You would not, we wouldn't just get up here and say, oh, you know what? We're going to play some music, but we haven't practiced in a hundred years. Let's just play. You wouldn't go out on a football field and say, hey, let's go on out here. You wouldn't go out with Captain Sonny and he just goes, yeah, I should have probably checked the weather today. Right? You prepare. I pray today that you prepare your heart with God's word and let Holy Spirit move you and show you how to celebrate the freedom of Christ. How many times do you see people, they said they're a believer, but they got a face that looks like upside down, I don't know what, it's just like this. And the world says, if that's what Christianity is about, I don't want no parts of it. Right? We're really our own worst enemies sometimes. Now that doesn't mean you go, oh, everything's great, yeah, I just lost my toe. No. But you know what? In the midst of the storm, praise God, they can ask and say, how do you go through that and not lose your mind? Have the mind of Christ, right? That's what the word says. So you know what? I don't know how all this is going to, going to turn out, but God does. How many know that God loves you and he loves you and he loves you some more? Amen. If you don't take anything away with you today other than that, I want you to know that. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. How long is that? Forever. Amen. 
We can get that. You know something else? A lot of times people say, well, you know, uh, my kids are little, so I don't know when to tell them about Christ. I say now is good. Early. Early. So when you put that seed in them and it starts to bloom, so later on when the, the weeds of the world try to choke them out, they say, that's, that's really odd. That's not what I was taught. Make and, and take the Word of God and elevate it so high in your home and in your life that that's all they see. And that's what they follow. So when something comes in from the side, they've already been prepared and go, no, that's not right. Remember when we was asking, where's north, the true north? Oh, I'll tell you what. Might be over here, might be over there. The true north that I'm talking about right this second here, I'm talking about pointing them to Christ, pointing them to Jesus. Amen? Keeping our eyes on the Lord. I said, you know what? We just got to have faith. We just keep relying on God, keep listening to God, and keep praying. Amen? Take a look at this. What's next? Hey, that's between you and God. What's next? Amen? That's between you and God. He's got a plan for each one of you. And I put it right here. I said, it's up to you. I said, you, you know, will you have faith? I said, look, in, in every season of life, God's still God. Every season of life, God's still God. No matter what's going on at your house, what's going on with your job, God is still God and he's in control. Amen. We might not understand everything this side of heaven, but I'm going to tell you what, as Miss Debbie says so many times, God's more than enough in you. The more you speak that, the more you see that, the more you open your eyes to the things which God's going, God's showing you, you'll be able to pick God out in the middle of, of, of the worst situation. Amen. The worst situation. Yo, oh man, I'm in the hospital and I don't feel good and everything else. You got insurance? That would be one. You know, sometimes I, I you know what? I really do take my own medicine up here. Because, you know, I had a week this week. I had a day this week that wasn't real pretty. And then I talked to my ministry partner and she goes, <laughs> she said, did you listen to your message? I said, watch one. She said, the one where you said, come on now, you can pick one good thing out of the bad. And I go, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And when I start picking the one good thing, guess what I found? I found two good things. And when I found two good things, I said, well, man, I'm on a roll. Let's find another one. Pick the positive. Keep going. Where are we going? You know what? I hope everybody knows where they're going when they leave this place. Life is quick and it's fast. And you know what? We think only folks that are, that are old will pass away. That's not the case. People, people dying to get out of here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and sometimes it's way too soon. So I want to ask you a question. It's your season to live. Are you ready to live the life that God's given you? I said many times when we read the scripture, I'm going to read it again. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And I, and I started out saying this. And I said, you know, many times we read this and we think, what do I have to let go? I got to stop this. I got to cut this out. I got to do all this. Say, See, that's what people think. They get saved. They go, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this and I can't do that and all this stuff. What you find out is God starts filling you up and you don't want to do some of these other things. You want to live for him. Amen. And every now and then, guess what? This creeps in. Old flesh creeps in, right? The best analogy that I ever, ever saw, I shared it months back. People said, well, you know, does that mean uh, if I've given my life to the Lord and, I'm, and I ask him to come into my life that I'm saved and, and I'm secure? Absolutely. And they said, yeah, but what happens if I walk away? I said, you didn't have nothing to do with it. What did you do to get it? All you did is believe. Amen. And we went back to this, this little story that I read one time. And I thought it was great. I want to encourage you with this. You know, how many of those, those, those little grub worms, what are they? Caterpillars, right? They go through stages in their life, right? And they go through that cocoon. And when they come out, what are they? They're a butterfly, right? 
See, that's like us. When we died to self and we ask Christ in our life, right? We're born again. Let's just say we turn to that butterfly. You with me? Just for practical purposes. Can that butterfly ever be a worm again? Nope. Does that butterfly probably fly around and want to hang out with his old worm buddies sometimes? Probably. Still a butterfly. Right? You get where I'm going with this? Y'all following us? Does, he, does that butterfly probably land a few places that he shouldn't? Probably. But he's still a butterfly. And let me tell you this. When you give your life to the Lord, you're still his child. Amen? No matter where you go, what you've done, or anything else. That's how good God is. So I went on with this and I said, I said, I think a lot of times we just refuse to embrace the grace that God has for us. We just say, oh, yeah, I don't know, but. No buts. It's all Jesus, amen? It's all about Jesus. And I said, you know what? When we embrace his love, when we embrace his grace, his mercy, his gift, his salvation, what's next? I said, you tell me what's next. You tell me what's next. Because God's got it all right before you. And what you receive from this is between you and God. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for the message today. We think about what's next. I say the sky's the limit with you. That all things are possible with you, Lord. Does that mean we never deal with any problems or anything? No, not at all. But I'll tell you what, what's next? I pray that what's next is this. As you hear what I'm about to share with you, the greatest love story ever told, that salvation comes. I pray that you hear this message right here, right now. And if I ask you this question, you can answer it just like this. If you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? Some people say, well, I think so. I hope so. I talk to people all the time. And most of the time, I get the same answer. <clears throat> because they think it's about what they do, where they've been, where their grandmother attended church or whatever that. I said, no. It's about Jesus Christ paying for your sin debt in full. Have you asked him in your life to receive that gift? And some go, well, no, I haven't. Well, if that's you today, here's what God's got for you. He's got all eternity paid in full. He's got love for you that will be past your understanding. He's got peace for your life. Amen. He rescues you from yourself, from your sin, and sets you in his family. Does that sound like something you might want to take, take in? If that's you today, just pray with, with me from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. The Bible says all of sin falls short of the glory of God, Lord. I know I'm a sinner, but you know what? Today, I'm trusting in you for the finished work of the cross. Come into my life and forgive me of my sin. If that's you today, share that with somebody before you leave. Say, you know what? I prayed that prayer with Pastor Buddy today. And I know now that God says, if I call on his name, I'm secure and I'm safe. If you're here today and you say, man, I've really walked away. I've really, really uh, pulled some stunts here, Pastor Buddy. Well, you know what? I think we all have. Amen. God is in the forgiving business. God is in the grace business. I want you to hear that again. God's in the loving, forgiving, grace business. Yes, he is a perfect and holy God. And we could not come to him because of our sins, so he came to us. And he's here now. So if you stepped away, turn back to God and say, here I am. Take me just the way I am. Father God, I thank you for your forgiveness, for your grace and your mercy. I thank you that this is a season for us to live and live large, Lord. Live for you. To walk in the transformation that Christ is working in our life so that we can be a mirror of Christ to all those we see. 
to our families, to the places, places we go, to, to the stores we go, to the places we hang out at, to the people that we don't even know and to the people that we'll meet today and tomorrow and the people that we've known all our lives. Father God, help us to be that mirror of Christ. You are an amazing God that love your children like nobody else. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, all right? Good, good, good. Well, I pray that you guys were...